Let's give God a hand as the early man comes. Praise the Lord, everybody. You can be seated. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Don't it feel good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. This morning I want to go to the book of Acts, chapter 2, starting at verse 42. And the Bible says here, And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. Looking at this passage of Scripture this morning, And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. I want to talk to us a little while this morning on doctrine. Amen. I believe doctrine does matter. I believe we need doctrine. Amen. And I look here into this passage of Scripture this morning, and we go to the next verse. And fear come upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And they sold their possessions of goods and and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singing of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I look here at the apostles this evening. I believe their doctrine was working. I believe their doctrine was going forth. I know they were breaking bread. I know they were praying. And I believe their prayers was working. Because I see in verse 43 that there were souls. And there were signs. And there was many wonders That was happening through their message and what they were doing. Then a look in verse 47, it tells us, And the church was added to daily, such as should be saved. I believe today that doctrine still works. I don't believe doctrine is something that becomes old. I believe this same message, it does not need to be changed. It does not need anything to adjust it But this same message has still got power that can still save somebody out of the world of sin. And I believe today that we need to study this Word. We need to put this Word within our heart today, what they were doing. I believe that's why the Bible would say in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, it says to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the Word of truth. I believe we've got to study this word to make ourselves approved unto God. I believe we need to study this word and put this word in our hearts how we can be approved by God. And this word is something that we cannot be ashamed about. This word is something we we, we cannot be ashamed about the gospel of Jesus here. 
But also, look here, it said, rightly dividing the word of truth. I believe when we study this word, I believe we should pray about this word that God would give us the right interpretation, that God would open our hearts and open our mind and lead us into His doctrine ways, that we would get a full understanding of what we were studying. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, for even hereunto we are called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. I'm thankful today that He left us some examples. I'm thankful today He left us uh, some examples in the Word of God, uh, what we can lean on and what we can hold on to. I know He had to suffer some things uh, for these examples, uh, but these are some examples uh, that could lead us to where He is today. And I believe if we learn these Scriptures today, we would understand that Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 4, there is one body and one spirit even as you are called in one hope of your calling. Then it says there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, there's one God, the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. What's this Scripture telling us here today? There's one body. There's one Spirit. Then it says you've got one hope of your calling. I want to tell you, we've got to study this Word because we've got one shot of getting this thing right. We've got one opportunity of making our calling and our election sure before God. What the Bible tells us, it tells us there's only one Lord. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. What's that telling us today? There's only one way to be saved. There's only one baptism that's going to wash away your sins forever. Not any old way is going to work. It's got to be according to the Scripture and according to the Word of God. Amen. So what do we need to know today? We need to know that there's one God. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 6 and 4 that, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, Neither neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. What's that Scripture telling us? There's no other name that we can be saved by than the name of Jesus. There's no other name under heaven given among men that we can be saved by. Then, and then we look in 1 Timothy 3 and 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels and preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world and was received up into glory. I'm thankful today that my God was manifest in the flesh. What does that mean this morning? We go back into the Old Testament. We find when this world was without form and void and darkness upon it, His Spirit moved over this old world. And you know what? It was His Spirit that moved over this world. He was going to robe Himself in flesh to dwell amongst us. How was He going to do this? He was going to cause His Spirit to come upon Mary and to conceive Jesus. I'm thankful today that I've got a revelation in knowing who He is. 
The Bible says in Revelations 22 and 13, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. What's this Scripture telling us today? This Scripture is telling us that Omega would have been the first letter to the Greek lettering alphabet. What's Omega telling us? That it is the letter Z in the Greek lettering alphabet. I believe today my God is everything from A to Z. Everything in between. That's my God. He's still the Alpha and He's still the Omega. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 44 and 6, This saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. What's this telling me today? He said, I'm the first and I'm the last. And he said, I don't know of any other God around me. I don't know of any other person in the Godhead. He said, I am the first and I am the last. And beside me there is no other God. Amen. Then the Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 31, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on Believe on Him. If you continue in My Word, then are ye My disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I look at this passage of Scripture. If we're ever going to be made free from the Word of God, we've got to dig into God's Word a little bit. And He said, if you're ever going, you've got to continue in My Word. Then He said, then are ye My disciples Indeed, I want to tell you, we've got to open this book up every once in a while and dig into the Word of God if we're ever going to become a disciple of Jesus. If we're ever going to become a disciple of where God wants us to be, we've got to get into this Word. And when we get in this Word, the Bible said the truth, the truth shall make you free. Amen. You may be saying, well, who's free this morning? My Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believed that Jesus is the Son of God. This is He that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. I'm going to tell you, there's only one God today. There's only one God today. Amen. For whosoever is born of God. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Even this is victory that overcometh the world. I'm going to tell you the truth shall make you free. But I want to tell you when we overcome this world, there's a way out of the bondage of this world. 
There's a way out of everything that's pulling on us in every direction. There's a way out of this world. Your life may feel that it's like it's being binded down by the things. But I want to tell you, you can be an overcomer this morning. You can be an overcomer when you dig into the Word of God. You can be an overcomer and you can have the victory that they were speaking about here. How do you get this victory? You've got to be born of God this morning. You've got to be born of His Spirit today. This is the same message the apostles were preaching. This is the same message that they were telling in the church was being added unto daily such as should be saved. This is the same words that they were speaking and people were coming and feeling the victory and the freedom and the power of God. I want to tell you this message still works. Amen. How do you be born of God? How does this happen? The Bible tells us in John chapter 3 and verse 1, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that comes from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answers, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. What was Jesus telling him? You must be born again. Nicodemus looked at him and said, how can I be born again? How can I go back to my mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, you know, You've had a fleshful birth, but you've got to have a spiritual birth. And without this spiritual birth, you cannot even see the kingdom of God. Without this spiritual birth, you cannot even see it. He said, yes, you've had a fleshful birth, but now you've got to have a spiritual birth. He said, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And what was the passage of Scripture I used in the last verse? If you're born again, then you're overcomer of this world and it's victory. I want to tell you today, there's victory in the house of God. How can all these things be this morning? How can how can we be born of water? And how can we be born of spirit? How does this happen? This was a very popular question that was going on in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do to be born again? 
What shall we do to receive this victory? What shall we do to get this promise? And Peter said, then Peter said unto them to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call I'm thankful today that he's still in the calling business Amen. I'm thankful today that all we got to do is repent. All we got to do is be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost this morning. And there's victory there. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yeah. 
should live a thousand years below and praise the Lord from dawn till set of sun. Still that would not be time enough to show my thanks to Him. testimony pretty much is I'm blessed. I truly am blessed. My whole life has been blessed. And um, this past week, we went over to Louisiana and did some volunteering, me and some more of the commissioners. And oh, I want to tell you people, we blessed. We are blessed. We're the Lord. I know somebody had to get it, but I just thank the Lord for his blessings. the world looks upon me as I struggle These clothes, they're not new. 
don't have much money, but Lord, I have you, and that's, that's all that matters, though the world may not see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. And there's a above me I have a good place to sleep there's food on my table and shoes on my feet and you gave me your love Lord and a fine family oh I thank you Lord for your blessing There's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. I struggle alone. They say I've got nothing, but they are so wrong. In my heart, I'm rejoicing. I wish they could see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing on me. above me I have a good place to sleep there's food on my table and shoes on my feet and you gave me your love Lord and a fine family yes I thank you Lord for your blessing Others would bring the offering, please. Let's receive the offering. Glory. I am so blessed. My soul.
life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known but then things change and you're down in the valley don't lose faith you're never alone for the God of the mountain he's still God in the valley when things go wrong oh he'll make them right for the God of the good times he's still God in the bad times the God of the day he's still God in the night we talk of faith when, when we're up on that mountain, and talk comes so easy, when life's at its best, now it's down in the valley of trials and temptations. Oh, that's where your faith is really put to the test. For the God of the mountain, He's still God in the valley. When things go wrong, oh, He'll make them right. In the God of the good times, He's still God in the bad times. In the God of the day, He's still God in the night. And for the God of the mountain, He's still God in the valley. When things go wrong, oh, He'll make them right. In the God of the good times, He's still God in the bad times. The God of the day, He's still God in the night. And the God of the good times, He's still God in the bad times. The God of the day, He's still God in the night. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a great hand clap of praise today.
How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. How many is really glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Praise God. Praise God. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings allowing us to come together to worship, to praise, and to glorify His great name. Amen. Lord bless you for a few moments. You may be seated. And uh, so thankful for everyone that is in the house of the Lord today. Why don't all the home folks give all of our guests a good hand clap? Glad that you're in church with us. Amen. And uh, thank you for being here today. And uh, we want you to know that we're so glad that you're here. And we want you to feel very welcome, feel like you're at church today, and receive something from the Lord. Amen. That's what we're here for, is to give to God. And you never give to God without God giving back. Amen. I come to give and I come to receive a blessing from the Lord today. Amen. And we are so glad that each and every one of you are here. And I want to uh, remind you of the announcements that's been showing uh, on the screen this morning. And one is the marriage retreat that's coming up. Not this coming weekend, but a week, the following weekend. We're looking forward to that. Brother and Sister Shoemaker is going to be here with us. And we're going to have a great time in the Lord. And I have looked over the list. we got a great, uh, great turnout. And uh, thank you for all of you that has committed to being there. And it's going to be fun. And it's going to be enjoyable. And uh, we're just going to have a great time. And uh, Friday night will be a banquet atmosphere. And uh, so come dressed in your Sunday's best. And uh, we're going to have a wonderful time. But I did notice a few names that was not on that list. And uh, you know who you are today, so you need to get your name on the list. And um, we're going to have a great time. This is, uh, this is what I am doing uh, for uh, our marriage uh, young married and, and, uh, some of those who are, who uh, are about at the, the crest over the hilltop, I guess. And, uh, some of those who might be on the hilltop, some of those that might be like the song said, going through the valley. I would say of the shadow of death in marriage, but hopefully not. And, uh, so we're gonna have a great time. And uh, thank you, thank you for your participation, that this is a gift from uh, my wife, my family, myself, to each and every one of you. And uh, we want to treat you and uh, treat you well. So we're going to have a good time. So remember that. That's coming up um, in a couple of weeks. The sign-up sheet is on the welcoming desk. I've got to get everybody's name this weekend uh, because we're um, preparing Everything that needs to be prepared. So remember that. Uh, I want to uh, also remind you of uh, Brother Marks. I don't think we had this on the on the bulletin, but Brother Marks will be here October the fourth and fifth, Sunday and Monday in October, and we're looking forward to that. We've been enjoying him being able to be with us this year, and uh, looking forward to God doing something great for us. And then following that weekend. Is the weekend of October the 11th and 12th. Brother Larry Booker will be here with us. And uh, we had him last year, I think about the same time. 
and uh, first time that he had ever been here. And, of course, I've heard him preach for years and years, and I know some of you have, but not everyone had. And it was such a treat and such a wonderful presence of the Lord. We enjoyed the Word of God, and so he will be here Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. So that will be the schedule of services there. That Sunday morning, I know that that we are in different times, and uh, some people are scared to come to church. And uh, some guests are scared to come to church that would normally come. But I want us to make that Friends and Family Day again. We did that last year. And so invite your family, invite your friends. And uh, that will be that Sunday morning, October the 11th. So remember that. And uh, let's be doing everything that we can to, uh, to get them to the house of God. We're going to have a great time. God's going to be good to us. And uh, we're going to worship the Lord together. So remember those announcements and uh, choir practice tonight at 515. Remember that, choir. And uh, also I want to say a special thank you to the young people. I'm, I'm glad that we got some good young people in this church. Amen. They gathered together yesterday without even, we we've been kind of, Kind of just, um, I guess, kind of laying low and and uh, not doing a whole lot. We've shut down our our Sunday school classes, and we haven't been uh, bringing children in to Sunday school due to the virus that is going on and all the risk that comes with that. And uh, some of them are getting a little anxious, and we've been trying to stay in contact with all of the kids that we bring in giving them gifts, and they're ready to come back to Sunday school. And uh, their parents are ready for them to come back to Sunday school. And uh, so the young people's been a little restless, and some of those that work in outreach, and yesterday they got together and had outreach. And uh, so I'm thankful for that. And they said they knocked on 204 doors yesterday. So thank you for doing that. Amen. Amen. Thankful for people, young people that love God. Amen. And last night, uh, just a spur of the moment, outing out at the house, and a bunch of young people were out there. In fact, I left them about 9.30, and I tried to go to bed, but the area that they were at is uh, the area that's real close to my bedroom. And uh, so by the time I would doze off, I would hear them holler and scream and carry on, but um, I'm glad that that they like to go to the pastor's house. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of places they could be on a Saturday night, but I'd rather see them at the pastor's house occasionally. Let's get that. So anyway, amen. Thankful for a good church today. Aren't you glad to be part of a good church? And, and if you don't, if you don't think it's a good church, you might be being bad. Amen. I'm glad to be part of a good church. Thankful for all the wonderful saints of God. And I am thankful for the opportunity that God has given me to pastor such a great uh, group of people. I love and appreciate you very, very much. Now, with all of this bragging and stuff on all of you, I'm not going anywhere. So don't get your hopes up. 
And uh, so I just want to let everyone know that I do appreciate you very, very much and uh, honored to be here and to be called your pastor. We want to rem- remember those who are sick and unable to be in the house of the Lord. We want to pray especially, and we've been praying for Brother Dale. Ask the Lord to give him a miracle in his body. Brother Richard Wybarbo needs a touch from the Lord. And uh, Sister Tot needs a touch from the Lord. And let's pray especially for all of our elderly that are in the nursing homes. And uh, I know this has been a very difficult time for them and for the families. And I pray that God would help them and strengthen them and touch them in this time of being away and uh, being shut up and um, all of the things that are happening it's just a crazy time in this world, but it's a good time to know God. Amen. Amen. We want to pray especially for Brother Strebel. Needs a miracle from the Lord. Uh, talk to them this morning. No good news. Uh, everything is about the same. And uh, just depending on a miracle, over 80 days on the ventilator. And uh, that's not good at all. And we pray that God would work in that situation. And also for Brother Scott Wilson. He's also on a ventilator, a preacher, an evangelist. And he's a touch from the Lord. And we know a God that is a miracle worker. Amen. And we want to pray for Sister Sharon. Lost her brother this past week. And the funeral yesterday. And we pray that the Lord would strengthen her and touch her. Thank you, Brother brother Trey Gore, for the wonderful Word of God this morning. I'm thankful for the truth. Amen. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. If you have your Bibles today, let's turn to James chapter number 5. James chapter number 5 and verse number 16. James chapter number 5 and verse number 16. I am... Going back to some of the same things that that I've been talking about recently, and I want to give you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart uh, for this service today. I was trying yesterday to to get away from it and maybe go in a little different direction because I don't want to be repeating myself, but I just felt this in the Lord. And uh, I want to share with you again what we have been talking about in the past. And uh, a lot of it's got to do with faith in God, and a lot of it's got to do with prayer. Amen. My main subject thought for today is talking about prayer. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse number 16, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Of course, we say that a lot when we read Our text, a very familiar passage of Scripture, we should make sure that all Scripture is very familiar. Amen. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Everybody say, availeth much. Availeth much. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for His help. God, we love You today. We thank You, Lord, for Your goodness.
for your mercy, for your blessings, God. Thank you for allowing us another opportunity to be in your house, to worship, to praise, and to glorify you. Come on, lift up your voice. We ask you to touch our hearts today. Speak to us today, God. Minister to our spirits today as we come to hear, to receive. Lord, help us to respond to your word. Help us to be a hearer of the word. And help us, God, to be a doer of the word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Come on, shout it like you mean it. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I talked about this a few years ago from uh, this subject title. And uh, I would like to go back to that again today. And, and uh, of course, when I preach something over again, it's never really the same. I use some of the same scriptures and the same thoughts, but it does not always go the same. But, but I, I was talking about this in a Wednesday night Bible study. I think it was a, a three-part series that I did. And so I'm going to give you all three parts in one today. No, I'm not. I'm going to give you the third part. But I want to uh, talk to you today about a prayer warrior. How many has ever known a prayer warrior? Now, how many do you classify yourself as a prayer warrior? Ain't that amazing? And so what will happen, I hope what will happen is when... The next generation comes on. Now, you look at some of these young guys and girls around here, and uh, they would probably look at some of you. It's hard to imagine yourself older. It's hard to imagine uh, that, that I am nigh unto 50 years old, and my sister's a lot older than I am. And uh, so I... I, I, my mind, my mind just can't, I can't comprehend that too well. Because when I think about when I was a teenager and my daddy was, and my mother was 50 years old, I thought they were practically ancient of days. Didn't have long to live, which my daddy didn't have long to live, but but I thought that, that it was, it was just about over, that they were over the hill. But another thing that I thought of them is, I thought that they had all the answers to life. And I think some of you young people probably think I have all the answers to life. And I'm as confused as you are about life. And, uh, so, so, and I, I wonder, I wonder if they really felt like I feel today. Like, don't ask me. Ask somebody who knows. And uh, not ask somebody who cares, but ask someone who knows. But I, when I, when I look around and I seen everyone that, that knew somebody that was a prayer warrior, and probably, probably uh, some of you that raised your hands that you knew was a prayer warrior, was talking about someone sitting in this congregation today. And so when I asked, are you a prayer warrior? No one raised their hand because when you're, when you are, when you are a prayer warrior, you, you really don't feel like you are. And when you are connected, you really, 
sometimes don't feel like you're connected. When you're making a difference in life, sometimes you don't feel like you're making a difference in life. And uh, so when you are important to the kingdom of God, sometimes you don't feel like you're important to the kingdom of God. But how many, how many would really like to be a prayer warrior? You'd really like to be classified as a prayer warrior. Well, I want to try to help us today and, um, that God, God can take any person in this place today and make a prayer warrior out of them. But he has to have a willing vessel. There is no limits on God. There is no limit to what God can do and what God will do. The only thing that limits God is us. We put limits on God. We put restrictions on God. We say, God, you can do this, but you, you know, you wouldn't do it for me. You would do it for brother so and so or sister so and so, but you would never do it for me. But let me tell you today, God will do it and He will do it for you. But you have got to have faith in believing that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You must have faith. First of all, before you can ever accomplish anything in prayer, you've got to have faith that God hears and that God cares and God answers not just prayer, but He answers your prayer. When you go to pray, you've got to believe that God is listening. Amen. You've got to believe that God is listening and God is concerned and God is going to answer. Amen. The Bible says in Jude chapter 1 and verse number 20, but ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. How do you get faith in prayer? It's by praying. How do you build up your faith and build up your faith in prayer? It's by praying in the Holy Ghost and seeing the results of what God has done. How many ever felt like you had a prayer answered? That builds your faith to believe that next time I go to pray, that God answered me in the past and God worked in the past. And I believe that God is going to do it next time I ask Him for something. So that's what the Scripture is telling us in the book of Jude, that we build up our faith praying in the Holy Ghost. You can build up yourself. Amen. In faith, by hearing the Word. Hearing, and I talked about this Wednesday night, hearing the words of what God had done for somebody else and what God had done in yesteryear's times and what God did back then and believing that God will do it today. Hearing the Word of God. That's the reason why you need to come to church and hear the Word of God. That's the reason why you need to go home and read the Word of God. That's the reason why the Bible needs to be a, 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 a book 
in your life that you are continually going back to hearing and reading over and over and over again. Because the Word of God tells us that we can. The Word of God promises that He will. And the Word of God helps us to create a faith in our spirit that God is going to work in the midst of our trouble, in the midst of our trial, in the midst of our heartache, in the midst of our troubled situations. We hear by the Word of God, and the Word of God builds faith in our spirit. Amen. To believe that God will do it. First Peter chapter 1, verse number 7 says that the trial of your faith being more precious than gold that perish. Boy, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds like it's kind of rough there. The trial of your faith. Thank God for the trials. Thank God for the tribulation. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. For COVID-19 that shakes us up and wakes us up. Amen. Now that's kind of a, a, a half-hearted amen there. Thank God for it. No. Whatever God has to do to get us prepared to leave this world. Amen. I just think sometimes it's like, it's like God are like the eagle stirring up her nest because if she don't take the down out of the nest and she don't take the feathers out of the nest and she don't take the soft pine needles out of the nest and she don't take the leaves that she's got and the rabbit skins that she has lining the nest, the eaglets will never learn how to fly. I just believe that God is shaking us up, waking us up, getting us prepared for a better day. Amen. Getting us prepared for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible still tells us that we are to comfort one another with these words. We should not be scared of the coming of the Lord. We should not be fearful and afraid of the coming of the Lord. But I want to tell you today, I kind of enjoy life. I enjoy the things that God has given me and the blessings that God has bestowed upon me and the things that I'm able to do because of the blessings and the grace and the mercy of God. And we get so comfortable here and this becomes our home and this becomes where we're comfortable with being. Amen. And God wants to kind of shake us up every once in a while and says, I can shut down the economy. I can cause a pandemic, I can cause trouble, I can cause chaos, I can cause unrest. Why? Because I want you to look for your home. Don't forget, church, that we are pilgrims and strangers in a far strange country. 
Amen. Don't get too comfortable with the blessings of God, with the with with the money that's in the bank, and and with your house that you live in, and and uh, with your car that you drive. Don't get too comfortable because God has been working on a place for over two thousand years. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. It's going to be. That place is called heaven. Hallelujah. The trial of your faith. Amen. And I hope today, I hope today that we as the children of God have more faith coming out of the pandemic than what we had when we were going into the pandemic. God never lets a trial, He never lets a test to come by our way to destroy us, but it is there to make us stronger and to build our faith and our confidence that no matter what we go through, God is there. Amen. Amen. What happened in Job's life was not to destroy Job. The loss of his children, the loss of his finances, the loss of his health, the loss of the the fate that his wife had. It was never meant to destroy Job, but it was meant that, Job, you're going to come out stronger. You're going to come out better. You're going to have more. It's going to be better than it was in the beginning. I want to tell you today, church, keep your faith in God. Keep praying to God because God is going to make you stronger. God is going to make you better. God is going to make you more powerful and more confident in Him. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You cannot turn to the beggarly elements of this world to replace it with what God has done and what God will do in your life. The trial of your faith being more precious than gold that perishes. Amen. I want to tell you today, some of your, 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 uh, your retirement might have dwindled through this pandemic. Amen. Your plans might have changed through this pandemic on the day that you're going to retire. Amen. Some, some chaotic things might have come to pass. Amen. In your life. But I come to tell you today, this trial of your faith, it's more precious than gold. It's more precious than your bank account. If God some way would stir our hearts, if God some way would shake our world, if God some way would shake our country and help us to realize we need to get back to God. We need to get back to the house of God. We need to, we need to rededicate and consecrate ourselves to God. We would realize what we have put our faith and our confidence in is shaky. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I'm amazed at how little we know. January, we had a great economy. 
I mean, it was looking great. It was looking wonderful. Thank God that it's kind of coming back. But man, somebody was asking me about it and I said, you know, the economy always goes up and it comes back down. And then it seems to always go up, but it always comes back down. It's kind of like a roller coaster. And I said, you know, but it normally takes a while. You can kind of sense the downturn and, and when it's going down and you got time to get things right and change things and, and quit buying things and start, and, and start selling things and moving things and start saving things. And, uh, I said, you know, I, I just don't see it just all of a sudden getting bad. Blind, dumb dogs. Amen. In a moment's time, as the president says, the greatest economy known to humankind. Amen. In a moment's time, it crashed like a plane coming out of the sky. But you know what? Those that had their faith and their confidence and their wealth, they look for a gun to take their life. They look for a bridge to jump off of. Amen. They said, I can't handle it. I've lost everything that I've lived for. But that's not what I'm living for. What I'm living for is a brighter day. And it's not going to be on this side of eternity. What I'm living for is my heavenly home. Amen. Amen. So what I encourage you today is take what has come against you and build your faith. Amen. That God has brought us through it. And God has taken care of us. Amen. Through the pandemic, I've still been able to feel God. Amen. Through the pandemic, God still filled people with the Holy Ghost. Through the pandemic, we still baptize people in Jesus' name. Through the pandemic, we're going to baptize Sister Marie in the name of Jesus tonight. Amen. God is still in control. And it builds my faith to know that no matter what I'm facing, God is in control. Amen. Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. At the appearing of Jesus Christ, that His church, though it be tried by fire, it's going to be found unto the praise and the honor and the glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes we might think that God does not hear us when we pray. But you have to have faith that when I pray, amen, amen. How many, how many has children today? Raising little children. How many, how many has raised children in your life? Daddy, 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 daddy. Amen. This morning the boys come in my office every Sunday morning on their way into the church and they come in there and, and, uh, they go over all the animals and Parker was standing there. He said, uh, where, where you shoot the duck? I shot it in Arkansas. Why you shoot the duck in Arkansas? Why you shoot the duck in Arkansas? Papa, why you shoot the duck in Arkansas? And I just kind of tuned him out and I was talking to somebody else and why you shoot the duck in Arkansas? Why you shoot the duck in Arkansas? 
Why you shoot the duck in Arkansas? Why you shoot the duck in Arkansas? On and on and on and on. Until I said, I just wanted to shoot the duck in Arkansas. No certain reason. That's where I was. That's where he flew over. That's where I pointed the gun up in the sky. And I pulled the trigger. And the duck fell down in Arkansas. Amen. Sometimes we just have to be persistent with God. Amen. I'm just going to keep on praying. I'm just going to keep on believing. I'm just going to keep my faith in God. That God hears. God cares. And God answers my my prayer. Everybody say, my prayer. Everybody say, my prayer. Clap your hands under the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Now unto Him that is able. Everybody say able. Unto Him that is able. What is He able to do? This is speaking about God. Unto God that He is able. What is He able to do? He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I want to tell you, when you're a born-again child of God, you know what? If Parker wouldn't have been the son of my daughter, if he was just Nathaniel's son, but he's the son of my daughter, that makes him not just a son to me, but a grandson. The first grandson, might I add. The first boy born into my immediate family. Oh, praise God. God has smiled on me abundantly. Amen. And if it would have been just some other child, I'd just, man, Joker's getting on my nerves. Want, want some of you parents get that, get that, that child and move him and Lord, give me some peace. I'm about to go to the pulpit and preach. No, but because of who he was. Now he had to say it about ten times. Papa, Papa, why you killed a duck in Arkansas? Papa, why you killed a duck in Arkansas? Papa, why you killed a duck in Arkansas? But I gave him the answer because of who he was. I want to tell you today. You might feel that God is not tuned in to what you're saying. That He listens to somebody else more than He listens to you. And He knows somebody else's voice better than He knows yours. But I come to tell you today, if you are a born again Christian, if you have been filled with His Spirit, and you have been baptized in His name, He hears you. Amen. He knows where you're at. He knows your voice. He's concerned about your trouble. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. 
And He is going to answer you. When you are talking to God, you are talking to Him that is able to do exceeding. Abundantly. Above all that you can ask. How many can ask some mighty big things? How many can, how many can think some mighty big things? Amen. If anybody, if anybody gets a chance, tell my wife that I really want a nice sports car for my 50th birthday. Amen. How many can ask really, really big things? But no matter how, how big a thing that you can think or you can ask, God, your Father, your Creator is able to do above, above, somebody shout above, above all, above all that you can ask or think. That's what prayer can do. That's what prayer does. You've got to have faith that God is able and God will. Hallelujah. 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 There is something about prayer. Amen. Developing a prayer life. Amen. Having a prayer life. That prayer becomes more of something that you just have to do, but it becomes part of who you are and what you are. The more you pray, the more you see God move. The more you pray, the more God answers you. The more you pray, the more God visits with you. The more you pray, the more you see and experience. And so naturally, the more you pray, the more you get from God, the more you want to pray and the more you desire to pray. And it works on the other hand, the less you pray, the less you want to pray. Why? Because the less you pray, the less amount you get from God. The less you ask God, the less you get from God. Amen. It works the same way. So God, I want to pray. I want to hear Your voice. I want to respond to Your voice. I want to experience Your presence, Your power, Your glory, Your blessings. The more I experience it, the more I desire it. The more I talk to Him, the more I want to talk to Him. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes we want God to read our mind and just know. Amen. I, I, I experience this a lot. And um, especially since social media has come along. I don't have social media, so I miss out on a lot of things that is happening in life because they expect everyone has it and everyone knows. They, they don't even send announcements out for, for meetings and things like they used to because it's just on social media, which I miss a lot of that unless one of my friends that knows I don't have it calls and says, hey, did you hear about it? Nope, didn't hear about it. Well, you might want to go. Okay, I guess I need to go. But... But so we expect God 
And, and, and just like this, sometimes I have people that come up to me and ask me, have you been praying for me? Well, not specifically, but yes, I pray for you as a, our congregation. Well, you should have been praying for me. I've been in the hospital. You didn't come see me. I've been in the hospital. <laughs> Boy, that's one good thing about COVID-19. I'm not at the hospital every day. <laughs> and so, so, well, how, how did I know? Well, I just thought you knew. God knows everything. But God wants you to be specific with Him. God wants you to ask, knock, and seek. That's just God's plan. That's God's plan. That's your responsibility. That's your responsibility. Amen. Not giving space to the devil. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. A common practice of the devil is to put doubt and sin of the past upon our life. And, and when you go to pray, the devil will throw previous sins that's already been placed under the blood back up in your face and remind you of your faults and failures and tell you that God's not going to hear and answer your prayer. Amen. You didn't even think of it until you went to the Lord in prayer. And you say, Lord, forgive me all over again. But what the Bible, it says, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace when none of us really feel like coming boldly to the throne of grace. All of us feel like walking up to the throne of grace with our hat in our hand. Saying, I know I'm unworthy, God, but... But please, I I need a miracle, God. But when God has forgiven you, and God has washed you, and He has cleansed you with His blood, quit allowing the devil to beat you up beside the head and tell you you're unworthy of what God is ready to do for you. God wants you to come into the house of God and say, yes, God, I come to praise you and I come to worship you. In the midst of coming to praise you and worshiping you, God, I've got a problem I need you to fix. And God says, hey, that's just what I want to do. Amen. How many of you as children want to give good gifts? This is the way the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 11. How that, how that the Word of God, Jesus Himself explained it to us. How many of you have children want to give good gifts to your children? Amen. I don't pick up snakes on the ground and hand them to my children. Amen. I don't pick up spiders on the ground and hand them to my children. But I have pulled out dollar bills and ten dollar bills and, and on and on and on and handed them to my children. I have reached 
way back down and got some plastic cards and handed them to my children. I have bought cars. I have bought food. I have bought gas. I have bought clothes. And God knows I've bought a lot of shoes. Amen for my children. Why? Because of being a earthly father, I want to give good gifts to my children. And the Bible said in Luke chapter 11, How much more does your heavenly Father want to give good gifts to His children? Somebody say, prayer works. Come on, shout it like you believe it. Prayer works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. If you like adventure, how many likes adventure? Amen. Boy, y'all not very adventurous people. Like adventure. If you like power, how many likes power? You like to see every man likes power. You want a big gun. You want a fast car. Amen. You want a fast four-wheeler. Amen. You want power. You want power. You want, you want to be in a fast jet. When I, when I do get on a plane, I don't like being on a plane, but when I do get on a plane, I want on a fast one. Amen. I want on a powerful one. I want on a big one. Amen. Because that's our nature. If you like adventure, if you like power, if you like ex- interesting experiences, uh, amen, I want to tell you today, you need to become a prayer warrior. Because in praying, you're going to ex- experience adventures. Uh, amen. The Apostle Paul said, I've been carried away in prayer that if I told you the things that I have seen, it would blow your mind. You would think that I had fell off of my rocker. I've been carried up into the third heaven. But I can't even tell you what it's like because you would think I was crazy. If you like adventure, you need to get carried away at God with God in a good Holy Ghost prayer meeting. Amen. How many, how many has ever seen any children that, that had a great imagination? Amen. My grandson is experiencing a great imagination. We call it that instead of lying. Amen. It's an imagination. My nephew, my nephew had one of the greatest imaginations of any child that I have ever been around. He was, he was amazing. Some of the things that he could come up with. And when they would try, his daddy and mama would try to hem him down and find out that he was telling a story, he would cry trying to convince them that he had really been there, that he had really done it. I remember one day he'd come into the house. Somebody asked him where he had been. He said, I've been outside flying around. They said, you've been flying around? He said, yeah. He said, I flew over. I flew over the school, I flew over the church, I flew over Aunt Claudia's house, I flew over Momo's house, I, I just been flying around. Well, how do you been flying? He said, just spread my arms and took off. It's called lying, I think, but for a better, to make it sound better, it's a great imagination. 
and adventure. He went on many adventures in his mind. How many's ever been on an adventure in your mind? Amen. Some of them was horror stories in your mind. But, but you've been on adventures. If you want adventure, if you want to experience true power, you need to develop a prayer life. Amen. I'm reminded of a story. Some of you remember him. I, I, I never had the honor or the privilege to, to meet him, but he had preached here in this church many times. But I remember hearing a story. I think it was Brother Ballestero that told it that about Brother Joe Duke. Brother Joe Duke was a prophet of God. Amen. A great man of God and said he had come to preach for his, his daddy and uh, said times was hard and they didn't have a lot of money and, and didn't have a lot of groceries and sort, you know, a lot of us can't, can't imagine times being like that. But he said, it was real difficult times and said, so brother Joe Duke told his, his daddy, he said, brother Ballastero said, I want some biscuits in the morning. And he said, brother Duke said, I'm sorry. He said, we don't have anything to make biscuits. We're going to do the best we can. He said, ah, he said, that ain't no problem. Said he sat down, he was, uh, he was blind and I guess he thought no one else could see. And said he sat down in the living room and he said, God, said, I want some biscuits in the morning. Said, I want some of them big, them big cathead biscuits. Said, in order to make those biscuits, God said, see, we think this is crazy. But you have to tell God what you want something. God likes you having a conversation with Him. We talk to God like He's a million miles away. And He's right here. Right now. He said, I, in order to make those biscuits, said, we need some flour, God. said, give us about, about five pounds. He said... We need, we need about a half gallon of buttermilk. <clears throat> he said, now God, he said, with well, my biscuit said, I always like some eggs, God. So I said, give us, you know, we got these children here. I said, give us a couple dozen eggs, God. He said, and with those eggs and my biscuits said, I always like bacon. I said, said, I don't like that thin cut stuff, God. I said, send me that. That thick cut bacon. Send me about two pounds of bacon right now, God. And he goes on naming everything one by one. Give us some butter, God. We need some butter to go on those biscuits and some jelly. Said, we need this, God. Said, I'm expecting it, God, because you know I like big biscuits. And said, he just sat there in a chair. He said, do you believe? Now some of you can't can't even figure this because we've never we've never really needed something to eat before. But can you believe he said I was a, a younger boy, I don't know if brother brother Ballastero was a teenager or what at the time he said, but in a little while said somebody knocked on the door. And they went to the door and said, I, I don't know, I just I was in the grocery store a while ago. And God said, pick up five 
I just felt an unction of the Holy Ghost. Pick up five pounds of flour right quick. Go to that, that baking counter and don't get that thin stuff, but get that thick bacon. Pick it up for me right now. <clears throat> he said without fail, everything that Brother Duke asked for was right there in grocery bags sitting on the front porch within a matter of a few moments' time. You say, oh, that's yesterday. That's yesterday. That, that happened back then. That happened, that happened to Brother Joe Duke. He was different. No, no, no. He just had faith to talk to God just like God was who He is. God and who He is. Your Father and who you are. His child. Now you tell me, you tell me, you tell me, if you're sitting there talking to God, and all of a sudden you ask God, God, send me, send me five pounds of flour, send me a half a gallon of buttermilk, send me some thick cut bacon, God, send me two dozen eggs in about, about thirty minutes, there it is on your front porch, you think that wouldn't build your faith to want to talk to God some more? That's the way you become a prayer warrior, is praying, and God hearing, and God answering. It brings us to the place to pray more. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. As they come to the music this morning, I'm, I'm closing. I have, I have seen God do things. Lots of times we expect, we, we just, we, now, now this is what our, our way of thinking is, is, well, that person was at the grocery store and they would have brought that flour and they would have brought that bacon and, and they would have brought those eggs over there anyway. He just happened to pray before they came. Now, if you are in a pinch and you don't have a lot of money and you're going to buy something for someone to help them, wouldn't you get the high top brand? Wouldn't you get the Brookshire Brother brand or what is Walmart brand? You'd get that thin cut bacon. I know what you'd get. And say, well, beggars can't be choosers. But you know what they did? They got the best of the best. Just so happens God's child had asked for it and he moved on some. Amen. 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 Just, just, I, I, I've heard, I've heard testimonies of God Fixing washing machines. Fixing cars. I heard a testimony of a, of a, a mama that had a son that was a wayward son that went and bought himself a Harley Davidson motorcycle. And she said, oh, Shep is going to get killed on that Harley Davidson. That's what she called him, Shep. Said he, he don't need that motorcycle, God, and he come to visit her. She went out there and anointed it with oil. I don't know if she poured 
oil in a place that it shouldn't have been or what. But she anointed it with oil and laid hands on it and said, God, tear this thing up before he gets killed on it. He went out there, tried to start it, and it wouldn't start. He carried it to the shop. This was his testimony. They got it running, brought it back home, and it wouldn't run. Got it fixed again, and it wouldn't run. Got it fixed again, and it wouldn't run. Just coincidence. No, it's God answering a prayer of His child. Amen. I remember this back when the war started after 9-11. Amen. And we're just, just past 19 years. A lot of you don't even know what 9-11 was. But a tragic time in this, this country's history. Amen. Many of people has lost, lost their lives that day and lost their lives since fighting the war against terror. And we congratulate all the heroes. Thank them for their sacrifice. But, but remember, I don't know if y'all remember this testimony or not, but, uh, Brandon was in the military and he was over here. Now this is just what he said. He said that they were over there and they were in a Hummer and they had, they were in enemy territory and they, they was running low on gas and it was spitting and sputtering and they were going to get killed if they got, got stopped there. And said him, a backslider, I guess he's still away from God today, but he testified to the fact that he laid hands on that and said, God, please help us, please help us. And the needle just starts moving. You say a short and a needle, but the vehicle just kept running. Amen. God works. Prayer works. Prayer works. If some way, somehow, through the testimonies of faith of what God has done, it would stir up a burning desire in our hearts and our spirits. God, I want that kind of walk with You. I want that kind of experience with You. I want to be able to stand up and testify what You did for me. Amen. If some way, somehow, my point today is to help you believe, church, that God will do it for you. God hears these young children's prayer. God hears these teenagers' prayer. God hears these young ladies' prayer. God hears these young couples' prayer. You don't have to wait till you're 75 years old to have a prayer life and be a prayer warrior. When is the best time to start? Right now. Right now. How do I start? You start by coming to this church daily and praying. You start by kneeling down beside your bed daily and praying. You start by starting off your day with prayer. Oh, I'm too busy. I'm too tired. No, no, no. When you understand that God hears, that God cares, that God answers, that God will give me strength, that God will give me victory, that God would touch my mind. Before you reach for the pill bottle, Kneel down on your knees. Before you reach for the 
for the sleeping medicine. Kneel down on your knees. We have not because we ask not. Before you, you reach for the antidepressants, go to the antidepressor in prayer. I'm not critical, church. I'm not trying to criticize. But what I'm trying to tell you is God can take care of all of our problems. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. God can heal your cholesterol. God can heal your high blood pressure. Amen. God can heal your back pain. God can heal your mental pain. God can heal the disturbance that's going on in your life. God can heal your marriage. God can put things back together. God can save your family. You just got to ask Him. You just got to ask Him and believe Him. Let's stand right now. Hallelujah. 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 Becoming a prayer warrior is a step-by-step process. Five minutes a day turns into ten minutes a day. Ten minutes a day turns into fifteen minutes a day. Fifteen minutes a day turns into twenty and so on and so forth as we develop Amen. See, when was it? When was it? Was it um, Friday? I think, was it Friday? Brother Carl, was it Friday? Thursday? I was here at the church and I got a call. This is how prayer works. Amen. I got a call from Brother Montana praying. Something's happened to Daddy. He, he just fell over the steering wheel in the car and they're in town. They're calling 911. He's not responding. I left my office. I was just so happy. I was in the office. I come to the prayer room and I started praying. Amen. About 20 minutes later, I got a phone call. Said everything's all right. You say, oh, just coincidence. Oh, just a coincidence. You know, it wasn't anything major. They said, you know, he hadn't ate and this was going on and that was going on. Everything's all right. That's the way the devil wants to play it off and make you feel. No, no, no. It could have been something serious. But prayer was made of the church under God for him. They were going to let Peter go anyway. No, no. They wasn't. They was going to cut off his head. But prayer. But prayer. But prayer. But prayer. Come on, church. Get a desire to pray. Come on, church. Get a fervency to pray. Come on, church. Get a hunger to pray. And to seek the face of God and put God to the test. Hallelujah. If you want to step out from where you're at today, if you need something from God, you want God to work in your life. If you need help, if you need healing, if you need salvation, if you need a miracle in your life, why don't you step out by faith and say, Here I am, God. Here I am, God. I call upon You. I call upon You today, God. I need You today, God. I'll reach out for you today, God. 
A miracle can happen today. A miracle can happen today. I leave Him for a miracle right now. Whatever you need, God can do it right now. God can do it. God can do it. God will do it. God will work right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen in this place. Old chains are broken. Eyes are open. Miracles are in this place. Hearts are Somebody sing it. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. Hallelujah! 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 Glory! Yes, Lord. Lift up our hands and our voices toward heaven. Hallelujah. Somebody give Him praise right now. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Praise Him. Thank Him today. Thank Him today. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's give Him praise. Come on, church, lift up your voice and give Him praise today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank God for His presence that we're able to feel in His house. Amen. I want to tell you, if you don't know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost, there is nothing in this world that can compare. Amen. When they ask, His brother... Gore was telling us this morning, men and brethren, what shall we do? Amen. He said, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost is still for you today. It's still great. It's still powerful. It still works. Amen. Amen. To our guests today, we want you to know... Amen, that we're so glad that each and every one of you are here. Why don't all of the home folks give our guests a good hand clap. Glad that you're here with us today. Come back to be with us again. Church tonight at 7 o'clock, prayer meeting at 7.30, choir practice at 5.15. 
Let's come praying, expecting, and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.